the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next two hours, if you're in and around your uh, radio, then you can. Uh, we're going to talk cars. We're going to talk about your cars, motorhomes, boats, what kind of oils we should use. What about flushing this or flushing that? Um, this is what my car's doing. What do you think it might be? Those are the kinds of things that we can typically help you with. So I'm an ASE Master Certified Technician and have been since 1991. I've been in the auto repair industry since 1968 and uh, been around the block a few times and fixed uh, more than my fair share of cars. And I've also had the opportunity, and I mean this sincerely, of being involved in finding something wrong with a car that um, was difficult and to, to put it kind of... Uh, nobody else could fix but I was part of a team almost every time of that so it's not like I'm the lone ranger fixing the car it's a group of us getting together and and, and taking on a challenge so if you call in here's what I'd like you to do please Um, Gil's going to ask you for your name and then we're just going to talk about your car and it's kind of like I have a 19 or 2000 Chrysler whatever whatever and this is what it's doing. And then there's going to be time for give and take. So when does it do it? Does it do it when it's cold or when it's hot or all the time? All the time. Okay. When it does it, is there anything that changes it? Yeah, sometimes on really cold mornings it doesn't do it. Perfect. Okay. And that's kind of the conversation that we have, give and take. Um, I make fun of Mr. Google because Mr. Google on car repair issues is actually an inmate in a federal prison in New Hampshire. And um, he hasn't been in the repair industry for 41 years, five months, and six days, according (laughs) to the last time I looked. But I'm only as good as the information you give me. So if I say left or right and you say left and it's really right, I'm probably going to be wrong about the area of where we go to next. So there's three questions. I'll ask lots of questions, but there's three answers. Yes, no, or I don't know. And every once in a while you can say, I don't drive the car. Let me ask my wife. (laughs) So those are the kinds of things that we do. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. That's the phone number if you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area. 888-960-9696. That's our toll-free number. 888-960, that's because we're KKNT 960, and then 9696, and you're welcome to give us a call. Part of what I bring to the table is a list of good auto repair shops that are held to very high standards, and it's been a very long time since any of them have been removed 
and the guys that are around now have been around for a long time. For instance, Phil. Phil's been in business at Automatic Transmission Exchange since 1968. He has been around the block in the real literal sense of the word. He started when automatic transmissions were just kind of a new idea. <laughs> and, and then the progression to where we have eight-speed, electronically controlled, computer-operated transmissions who can actually self-diagnose some of the problems or at least put you in track on the track of the problem and give you at least a, one of the tentacles of the octopus, you need to go down this path here. That's kind of what it's all about. So if you're in Phoenix and you need a transmission shop and to take a look at a leak, to test drive the car, and you can duplicate a problem and show them, or just have your thing service, your transmission service, Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street and Washington. You'd be surprised at some of the emails I get. I, I wish I had time to share many of them with you. But sometimes people take me to tasks, and, that, and that's okay because I've always um, been rather blunt. Um, and, and that's okay. And you're siding with my wife because she says the same thing. And then we, we get the, the people that, that want to argue, but I can cut the tape up, that conversation out of the tape because we tape everything, so does the station, and and give it back to them and say, I, I don't think that's what they said. But there are times that I do like the discussion. And it's, well, Mark, why didn't you go in this direction? So those are the kinds of things. 602-508-0960, you're welcome to call us. One of the, 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 the real concerning things to those of us that own an auto repair shop, and by the way, we own an auto, my family owns an auto repair shop, and um, we've been in, in that location since 1994. So 60, 68 to 94, um, I did lots of mechanical work, but in 1994, I actually, um, well, actually, no, that's not right. In 1985, we opened up our own shop. And then in 1994, we built our existing facility that we're at right now. So hopefully you have a good shop in the area. If you don't, MarkSalem.com. Click on Best Car Repair Shops, and I'll give you the uh, names and addresses and phone numbers of guys that I trust. The list is important to me because these guys are the ones that take, they they have a geographical area, so to speak, and, and they take cars from people who trust me. And so there's a little bit of pressure on the shop, but by the same token, I think we've removed one shop in more than 22 years, so I'm pretty proud. Now, we've had some shops that have sold and and had to come off because you have to have five years of experience, so we had some shops that got sold, and the new shop, the shop was removed from my list until the new shop owner has five years. It's just something that I feel is important to maintain the integrity of the entire group We've had all kinds of car-related issues recently, um, especially with air conditioning and especially with overheating. And what I want to remind you is is that your car's temperature gauge is, is, I don't care what year it is. It can be in the 40s or the 50s or the 60s, or it can be a 2021. The temperature gauge of the engine, the engine temperature, should be between half and three quarters. That's okay. That's okay. We go back to the 60s and 70s, and if it got into half, gosh, it was overheating. Today we know that wasn't an overheating. So let me explain. Water boils at 212, okay? So we can't run your engine with just water. We can't run your engine at 220 (laughs) because the water in the engine will turn to steam at 212. 
you with me? This is kind of basic science stuff. So what we do is we mix it with a 50-50 mix of coolant, antifreeze, call it what you want. Well, that raises the boiling point to like 260 or 280. Now, that's an area you don't belong, okay? Your engine doesn't belong in the area of 270, 280, 290. It'll only be there once if you just keep driving it. So the the middle area is somewhere around the 190 to 210 mark on almost all gauges. So if you're right around half, it's fine. I don't care what's going on. It's fine. I know it's uncomfortable for a lot of the old gray-haired guys. They want that thing to run cold. But here's the issue that we discovered in the, in the late 70s and early 80s. Water boils at 212. We know that. The problem is is that we, we need to run the motor higher than that. Here's why. Every time you shut your car off, the condensation inside of the engine cools. And you know what happens to vapor, water vapor, when it cools, it turns to a solid. So we go from steam to liquid. Well, water then mixes with the oil, which creates sludge. <laughs> Are you following me here? We're, we're going down a bad hill. So because the water's there, it mixes with the oil. Now we have sludge, and now we have all the ramifications of sludge. And that's exactly why the cars in the 70s and the 80s, 70s and 80s, I'm comfortable with that, didn't have a life expectancy north of 75,000, 80,000 miles. Because you take them apart, and it was mud. It was black mud throughout the entire engine and the motor was either overheated or it died because the oil turned into jello and, and it couldn't be pumped and the motor just ate itself from the inside out we need to take the water out of the oil so we have to get the water temperature above 212 when we do that when we get it up to 220 which is normal operating temperature regardless of what your grandpa told you 212 220 is normal operating then the water turns to a vapor and the vapor is sucked from the PCV valve, positive crankcase ventilator. It just vents the crankcase, vents the engine. Water vapor is sucked out and sent out the exhaust. There goes your water. So by operating the engine at full temperature, 220, there will be no oil. And as a result, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, there will be no water. <laughs> and as a result of that, there's not going to be any sludge and as a result of that, your car engine will last two, three, four, five hundred thousand miles. That's it. So we learned lessons as we went along. Oh, we got a caller, Gil. Who might that be? Say hello to Marco. Marco, good morning, buddy. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. I've got some uh, spark plug questions. Sure. What do you think about about these new uh, Lexus and Toyotas where they change from a $100 spark plug change to a $600 change? <laughs> I've been there before. I mean, we have been there before. This was a tough call when we went from conventional spark plugs of the old Motocraft and Champion and AC Delco and Autolite. Then we went into a Platinum, and then we went into a Double Platinum, and so forth and so on. I can tell you this. There are four places in the world that make spark plugs. What's the chance that yours is made in a factory that so is the lowball guys made. So the idea is, is when I faced with this question, the answer is really easy. Just get on the internet and search your car with all the major car, uh, spark plug manufacturers, and then price, and then get the part number and Google it and price it. The idea is, is the six hundred dollars sometimes is it, how much of that is labor, or do you know? 
Well, what I'm talking about, these late model Lexus and Toyotas, you have to take off the intake plenum and the wiper bl- uh, mechanism and all that to get to the back spark plug. And we do that on the front of the cars of a lot of cars today, too. The accessibility is difficult. Here's... I, I, Okay, we're going to go in this direction, and it's my fault because I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. I understand completely. Folks, what he's saying is we now have jobs that were $100 or $150 that are now five or $600. It's the same job. Mm-hmm. The spark plugs have been moved, and now we have to gain access to the spark plugs. Now, in reality, you're only going to change the plugs once every 100,000 miles. But many, many times during that first 100,000 miles, we're going to be in that area. So... I'll give you a good example. There was a water pump the other day that was brought to my attention for like 1500 bucks, And so I had to look it up. Well, the labor's $1,200 because the whole front of the engine has to come apart. <laughs> well, the sin here is, is why didn't we do the water pump when we did the timing belt? You know what I mean? And it's the same way right. with your spark plugs that are hidden. In the first 100,000 miles, hopefully towards the t- latter end of the 100,000, hopefully we're going to do something around that area. And then the shop's going to call you and say, hey, we're already here. Shall we change the spark plugs? And you say, yes, you're already there. You mean the labor's free? Well, there's going to be a little bit of labor to screw them in and screw them out, but it's not accessed. You won't pay to access this area because it's already been paid by this. So that's the answer. Are you changing yours at 100,000 miles? Uh, 120. Okay, and that's fine. You can go longer. Oh. There's lots of people that choose to go longer. Um, you'll certainly got, be aware of it when one of them starts misfiring, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I've got a, a spark plug here I took out of our Honda Pilot at 120,000. And, uh, you know, the porcelain's nice and tan, and the uh, the specs is one millimeter to 1.1, and it's just not snug at 1.1. And that's at 120,000. So I'm We've got a Lexus ready to change, and I'm thinking about just leaving them in there. I would. You're exactly right. Here's here's. The, well, I got to take a break. You stay right there, but I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer your comment about what have I got to lose, and we'll talk about that right after this. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This week, Middle East Radio Forum will examine the disconnect between the advocates and opponents of a two-state solution in the Middle East. The topic, fact versus fancy in the Middle East why most political analysts are on the wrong side of right. 
That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Well, welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. We've got Marco on the lines. There's four open. If you'd like to join us, car question, wanted me to settle the argument between you and your husband or you and your wife or whatever, 602-508-0960. There's four lines open. You can grab one. I'm going to do care of business, and I'm going to go back to Marco, and we're going to talk about his problem a little bit more. Blackwell Automotive is up at 40th and Greenway. I've known Tom for probably 25 years or more. I know that he knows what he's doing. He has a wide variety of skill sets, including vintage cars all the way up to motorhomes, diesels, and gas. He knows right from wrong, and so do his people. He's a little bit of a tyrant, but then so am I. The idea is he has that whole northeast section of the valley, and I don't have anybody of his that provides services like he does in that area at all. And it's tough to get on the list because you have to really... You have to have good reviews, and you have to know what you're doing, and you have to treat people fairly. He does a good job at that. So if you're in the northeast part of Scottsdale, that north Phoenix, northeast Phoenix area, northeast Scottsdale, then Blackwell Automotive would be the shop I would recommend you go to if you don't already have a shop that you love. Okay, we're going to go back to Marco. Marco, um, the only thing I would tell you is, is if you ever end up with a check engine light and a misfire code, or if you feel a misfire, then then let's not go too long on that. Because I don't want to fill the catalytic converter up with a bunch of raw fuel and end up costing you a twelve hundred or two thousand or three thousand dollar catalytic converter. But, but I, I think it's. I wouldn't have any problem if I were in your shoes. I wouldn't have. Pretend I was a veterinarian. I wouldn't have any problem um, running that risk because I think it's 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 minimal, if not just not there at all. Great. Okay. All righty. Thank yeah. you, Marco. That's a good question. That was a good question. We also have that with water pumps and timing belts in the front of the motor. He talked about the sides and the back of the motor. It's true. But what's happening now with the cars is accessibility has sometimes doubled and tripled and quadrupled in cost because of the stuff they're putting around the engine. So like I said the other day, we had an $1,100 bid on a water pump on a car. And at first blush, all of us looked at one another and said, somebody's, you know, somebody's been drinking or whatever when they looked at the labor manual or they didn't have their glasses clean but in fact it was truly an 11 hour job the problem is is that to go in there you can accomplish three or four jobs at the same time so if you go in there to do the water pump let's do the timing belt let's do the tensioners um, let's do the front crank shield seal and the camshaft seal let's do a bunch of work because the labor's got you there already 
So in that particular case, I explained to the friend of mine, um, I said, hey, Ray, it's true, and it is 11 hours, but here's some of the other stuff I think you should do. But what what's important is, is the water pump doesn't hang off the front of the motor anymore. The water pump is deep within the front of the motor, and we have to take all the fan belts off. We have to take all the pulleys off. We have to take the radiator out. We have to gain access to the front third of the engine as opposed to the front 10% of the engine. And he w- he understood. He understood. It was no problem. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. If you'd like to call, ask car question, we'd be happy to help you. I don't have an axe to grind, and I don't talk about my 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 uh, my shop. I have a shop. It, it's in Tempe, but we this show isn't about my shop. This isn't an opportunity for me to thump my chest and tell you how great I am. This is for you. I've been doing radio in the Valley since 1988. And the whole time, and I'll tell you a a real quick story. At the very beginning, there was this old guy in the radio business that I was scared to death of because I didn't understand the hierarchy, but today I'm still scared of. (laughs) And he was gruff and he was mean, but not unnecessarily. But he he said to me at the very beginning when he said, we're going to give you a try answering car questions and we're going to put a host with you. So we're going to have well, Michael Dixon or Jack Blair or Lisa Malay. Those were some of the names that I worked with way back in the late 80s. I said, that's fine because I don't know how to push all the buttons. He says, but if you think you're going to sit there and thump your chest for an hour and tell everybody how great you are, you got another thing coming. And his name was Jim Tazrak. He's since passed. He he was a tremendous mentor to me, and I I looked at him. <laughs> he, he's a he's a very big guy, and you just look at him and you just know he's not interested in funny business. And I said, "Yes, sir. I'll make sure that that doesn't happen." Well, today that's followed through. But he also said something that was like looking into the future. He said, "If you develop credibility, there'll be the path to your door." He says, but if you're a jerk and you're out there thumping your chest, telling everybody how great you are, and you've got your employees on the radio with you all the time, and blah, 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 he says, all you're going to do be is an airhead. And I said, is that a play on word like air on the airhead? <laughs> he didn't think my joke was funny. So, yeah, we, we've been, but this is about you. This is about your car, and I'm going to give you the very best advice, and I want to tell you that's something I'm proud of. Virtually nobody takes takes issue with some of the procedures and 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 thoughts and and paths that I suggest to people. And and the reason why is because they're correct. It's not because I made them correct. It's because they're already industry standable and acceptable standards. That's what it's all about. Okay, Gil, who's next? Next caller is Wade. Wade, good morning. How can I help you? Yes. Uh... I've got a question about the, uh, I've got a 2017, uh, Ram 1500 with the Hemi 5.7. Um, and I've got the, the Hemi tick. I've looked on YouTube and stuff, but is there anything we can do to get that taken care of? Or should I just sell it off or <laughs> what well, should I do? Okay, okay. Um, I'm I'm well aware of the Hemi tick, but he, here's the problem. The problem is, is somebody puts their Hemi tick's description on there, and then from there it blossoms into this big problem. But in reality, 
if you dig deep enough, you'll find out that the hemi-tick is fixed by five or six or seven or 20 other people's repair. I remember looking for a tick for a customer's car, and the customer was adamant that it had to do with a lifter. And in reality, it was a bad spark plug wire. And you could hear the tick, tick, tick every time the spark, pl- the spark jumped through the boot into the container of the spark plug. We've had exhaust okay. leaks. And so the question is, is, does the tick go away after the car in, warms up? Yes, it does. Okay, well, then you probably have an exhaust leak. So we're going to pump a bunch of smoke into your exhaust pipe, and wherever it's leaking, we'll find it. So this Hemi tick and this Chrysler tick on this Ram, um, there's 20 different fixes on the Internet. You can try them all, but let me ask you a couple questions. When does it happen? It happens right uh, in the mornings when I uh, first started up and, you know, in the afternoons, too, uh, when it first started. Um, But then it goes away once I uh, drive it a little bit. It still happens a little bit. I don't believe it's the, uh, the that's a good idea with the spark plug wire, but it's not that it's it sounds more of a a constant tick, not okay. not just a sporadic tick. All right. Well, here's what you do. Okay, you're what you're saying, and I'll regurgitate. You're saying you know this is something inside the motor, and I'm real concerned that there's going to be a detrimental effect down the road. Perfect. Yeah. Get on the internet, order an oil sample um, jar from an oil analysis company. Um, have somebody suck out some uh, oil out of the dipstick tube or loosen up the drain plug, take an oil sample, then take another oil sample a thousand miles later, send them in, and they'll tell you what's growing inside the engine, whether we have an abundance of aluminum or stainless steel or we have copper or if you have water in the oil. It'll tell you all kinds of fancy stuff. And see, that's 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 the unfortunate part about it is, is the, you have classic <laughs> examples of an exhaust leak. Oh, Okay. And and when it's cold, it ticks, and when it warms up, it stops. And if you want to find the exhaust leak, here's how you do it. Oh, I'm not. I'm against. Stay right there, because in three and a half minutes, I'll come back and get you. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I'm Mark Salem. We'll be back in about three and a half minutes. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change. Thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks, Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism 
autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org slash employment. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Race socialism, they think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this. You can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 40, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're here till noontime, so you've got lots of time. The lines are open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And, uh, Wade, you stay right there for just a minute. Kurtz Automotive is at I-17 and, um, and Bell Road, northeast corner. He's been around for a very long time. He's an older guy, but he's got a couple of young technicians, master technicians, who are really quite skilled and very, very impressive. So if you're looking for a repair shop anywhere near I-17 and Bell, you want somebody that's been around a while, knows right from wrong, and their staff understands what their job is, is to identify your problem and bid the repair and do it correctly (laughs) or perform the normal maintenance service. So Kurtz Automotive is certainly a good shop on my list of best car repair shops you can find at MarkSalem.com. Um, Wade, here's a couple of things I, I wrote down that caused ticking noises on cars I've fixed in the last two years. A broken okay. flex plate, a cracked flex, flex plate, which is the flywheel between the transmission and the engine. Exhaust leaks. On the General Motors, we're starting to see uh, roller cam um, lifters go bad, and we get ticking noises intermittently on those. 
um, air conditioning cycling on and off. That was a great one. It was, it was, the person just oh. had a habit of leaving the air conditioning on. And I, I'm not talking about your car. I'm giving you examples of other ticking noises. Right. So the air conditioning compressors tick, 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 tick. And so those are the things. I think it's what's in your best interest is just take it to the shop and say to them, I can demonstrate the problem tomorrow morning. One of the things on an exhaust leak is we just pump a bunch of smoke up the tailpipe and put about three technicians underneath the hood, and everybody kind of has a flashlight, and we're looking for little whiffs of smoke. But I don't know. Let me change your question. Do you know of a pattern failure on my Dodge Ram, and one of the symptoms is a ticking noise before the motor blows up? And the answer is no, I don't. Okay. So do you have a shop that you... It sounds like the roller cam problem. Okay, well, the roller cam problem is, well, the roller cam problem is is related directly to the rollers on the General Motors uh, gas motors. And the question is, we oh. don't know yet, Is and this has been going on for years and years, we don't know if the roller on the, on the um, lifter is defective or if the camshaft's defective. But what we do know is, is we're doing the whole thing or we're not touching it. So we're not going to go in there and just replace one roller lifter on a bad camshaft lobe. We're not doing that. That's not working. Right. So so in the General Motors thing, you're talking about $6,000 plus repair. Pull the whole front of the motor part, slide the camshaft out, put a new camshaft in, flush the whole engine, put all new roller lifters in it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you're talking about those are the jobs that we love to have come in because you know what? After you do one well, ten bet. times, you're pretty doggone good at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, right. But, how many miles are on your Dodge? Uh, about 70-some, 70 73-ish. Okay. I, I would just I would just determine how it is that you can make it happen and what part of the car interior is it coming from, the left front, the right front, underneath my butt, out the back, whatever. But then just describe in a, on a piece of paper, and then when you take it into the shop you, and you write down, Dear Mr. Technician, and you tape it to the rearview mirror, you're going to get to talk to that guy that's working on your car. And he'll and you write down your phone number, and if he has a question, he's not going to go ask the service writer to do it. He's going to pick up the, the shop cell phone and, and call you. So that's that's there's nothing wrong with trying to communicate directly with the guy that's working on your car. Right, exactly. Yep. Okay. Oh yes, sir. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you very much, Goyd. The lines are wide open. We have five of them: six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. There's ninety nine point nine percent of you out there are customers that we enjoy having. Do you want me to tell you what the other one-tenth of one percent is? It's God bless the wife that is sent to the shop and told to have the shop do this repair and and not tell her why or what the husband's trying to fix. So the shop affects the repair exactly as they're told. Then the wife goes home and the husband drives the car and said, you picked the wrong shop. They didn't fix it. What's the matter with you? Or whatever. And now the wife is in the middle between her husband and the shop because the husband, in a real sense, the husband's diagnosis was wrong. <laughs> That's it. But us old guys are learning real fast about that. So we're asking questions at the front counter now. 
Well, Mrs. Salem, um, can you tell me why your husband wants us to replace the scoochulator valve? No, I can't really. Well, who's the primary driver of this car? I am. Okay, is are we going after a noise? Are we going after a leak? Are we going after a, it won't start cold? It has a tough time starting hot? Is it a fuel economy issue? Is it a smell? What is it? I don't know. He just said I, he wanted you to replace the scoochulator valve. Okay, could we call him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you give us his number? Okay. Hi, this is Mark Salem from blah, blah, blah. Um, from my shop. I'm, and, and I, I, your wife came in and wants to replace the scoochulator valve. I just want you to know that's a pretty expensive repair, but can you just share with us what we're looking for? So when we get there and we find out that the connection's bad or burnt, why don't we just fix the connection? Or if we find out that the vacuum leak or vacuum line that goes to the scoochulator valve is just come off, why don't we just plug it back in? So can you help us with that? And that's what most of us old Kaiser are going to do. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You're welcome to grab one. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up... I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. When the Washington Post's editors call out a Democratic president on constitutional violations, everyone should take notice. Joe Biden and the CDC reinstated a moratorium on evictions despite a Supreme Court order forcing a deadline for Congress to act. That action was almost certainly illegal, the Post's editors declared, and pointed out the obvious that Democrats would be screaming over such defiance if it came from Donald Trump. Biden took this step under pressure from fellow Democrats who painted themselves into a corner on the eviction moratorium. Despite a 32-day warning, Congress and the White House never bothered to take up the moratorium after the Supreme Court's deadline. Biden and Nancy Pelosi ignored it until the last moment, 
and then tried blaming everyone else but themselves for the debacle. Their neglect put millions of housing units, their residents, and their owners at risk of financial collapse. It's an alarming and disturbing failure of leadership, made worse by Biden's violation of his oath to the Constitution. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, you know what time it is right now? I can tell you. It's time to call the radio station if you have a car question or a car problem. It's easy. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. It's that easy. All you have to do is give us a call, and we'll get right on it. Like, I'll give you an example. Jim. Jim's been holding. Thank you for holding, Jim. What can we do for you? I have a uh, 2021 Toyota CHR, and... I assume when I purchased it new that it had the pop-up tailgate because I'm handicapped, okay. but it does not. It's a manual, and I have a difficult time closing and reaching up and trying to get it closed. I called a dealer about the possibility of uh, installing uh, the uh automatic type lift gate where it pops up and they push a button and it closes. They told me they don't do that. Do you have anybody that might want to do something like that? Okay, and the answer is yes. Um, I think Blackwell Automotive might want to do that. Blackwell Automotive, and I also think Harkers might want to do that might want to do that let me explain in order for us to determine whether that's going to be an ad that we can do we're going to spend hours in front of parts books because we need to see if what we're installing can be installed in the cage in the square box we're working with so it's wiring's not that big of a deal so if we need you know some wires from the front of the car to the to the back of it for the tailgate we can run the wires we can do that however if the computer controls the tailgate activity and it looks and sees if the motor's running or if it sees it's in park or if the parking brake's on we have to make all that con- connection as well so i suspect that if you could get someone to do this it'll cost you very close to you just trading your car in and and keeping the license plates and you'll get an offset on the sales tax and getting what you want my fear would be is is that that the assembly it would be like your car was crashed we would order the tailgate as if you had that tailgate does that make sense but yes. there's a lot of research that goes on there. Where's the wire coming from? Are we triggered? Do we have some stops, some interruptions of this particular circuit? Oh, look here. We have two cylinders we have to match. Oh, we have to take the two quarter panels off the back, and we have to add this bracket for the cylinders to open and close this door. Yeah. So the modif- And then I want to tell you something. There's guys out there. I gave you some names that, that would look this up. And, and spend some time with it. But, again, the money you're going to lose on the turnaround of getting what you want 
is going to be very comparable to the money that you're going to lose trying to have this done and then have some you that might be a situation where they say to you jim I'm going to have to mount a switch outside the car to make this work <laughs> because yeah. I can't reprogram the computer to tell it, oh, by the way, you've got this new version 2 liftgate on it. Okay. So it's your wife's fault anyway, isn't it? <laughs> I like to think so, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I was, thank you for laughing at my joke. Thank you for laughing. Anyway, uh, okay. yeah, Blackwell or Harker's or, or uh, I, I'd start with those two guys. because, And then you'd just say... Mark said that there's probably nobody out there in the whole wide world that would have the skills necessary to pull this off. Yeah, because the dealer told me that uh, it has to be wired from the factory to be able to do that. And we wire, we wire from the fa- we do redo factory wiring all the time, all yeah. the time, and so they didn't we. Want to we bother with it, I guess, so. Well, and then there's that that issue of liability, and then there's the issue of con- con- of of continuous service. So yes, you're you're taking a big risk, and then the risk is going to be very close to the amount of money they're going to charge you. Cause I'll the, have uh, to learn how to live with it then. Well, you could do that, or you know, there's always an old cowboy way where you put a big come along on the top of the car, and then you just pull the rope, and it closes the tailgate for you. Hey, I might have to may I have to go to that. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Mark. You betcha, Jim. Thank you. Nick, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Hey, hey, Nick. Uh, Yes. Oh, Nick, you're on, buddy. How can I help you? Okay, uh, Mark, I'm glad I uh, just popped in and turned the radio on, and there you are. It's been years. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um... I have uh, a Ford Fusion Hybrid in 2011, and I had it uh, when I bought it from the used uh, car dealer. You know, I didn't really have a mechanic with me, and I didn't bother to ask them if I could have taken the car to a mechanic. So I bought it kind of just on the salesman's knowledge. And what happened is after I paid for it and drove it out, I, I took it uh, to Sanderson Ford, you don't mind me saying who, and no. had them change change the oil. And they just uh, noticed there was no no problem uh, with the the oil change, and they uh, just made a comment that the their dustpan the uh, engine cover is missing under the front. And um, then I took the car home, and then I uh, proceeded to take it after next day to uh, CB Christian Brothers on the 79th and Peoria to have the car diagnosed. They hooked it up. They found two in the red, and it has to do with the evap. Uh, system of the hybrid the there's a valve that's stuck open and there's uh, also the uh a water type pump that keeps the battery hybrid battery cooling and i brought it back to the dealer and the uh, i didn't ask for the my money back or to trade off another car they do they did give it to me with a um uh an x on the uh the top the warranty implied warranty so they promised uh, at the before at the time of the sale, they'll fix anything, uh, the owner's son. If, and so um, I brought the car to them, uh, and they uh, took it and couldn't fix it And because it's a complicated problem with a hybrid part. So they took it to a, a dealer, and I found out it was Sanderson Ford again. And Sanderson Ford is probably working with them, so they're taking their time to find out what's wrong with it. But I already spoke with the service manager and i had the uh 
diagnosis. Okay. Uh, Nick, 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 we need to get to the end of this story, though, buddy. I mean, what's the problem today? Well, what is that? Is there a use uh, a lemon law? That well, you know of? Um, well, the lemon law usually applies to newer model cars. It doesn't apply from Mark selling to Nick. And and um, and and this is this isn't going to be in in my um, amateurish legal opinion. This isn't going to be a lemon law thing, Nick. You already know that you should have had this checked out, and you didn't. And now you're in a pickle, and now you're in a bind, and people are trying to help you. I don't know anything about Christian Brothers, but I do know a lot about Sanderson Ford, and I, I, it is my impression that without a doubt, in Mark Salem's mind. That is the best Ford dealership uh, in this valley, and they have the most experience. They're honest, they're dependable, and they have fixed cars for Mark Salem that he couldn't fix for himself, especially diesels. They got a diesel division over there that's second to none. So it it it's you just have to kind of suck it up. There's no other chance. I mean, you can you could certainly have hire an attorney to write a hundred and fifty dollar nasty gram to him. And say, okay, we bought the car from you. You said it was fine. Here's some repair orders. The rep- and and here's a repair order for an oil change. But I'm not asking for that back. But here's a repair for some of the concerns that existed. And then their attorney's going to say, well, wait a minute. Isn't that part of due, due diligence? Isn't aren't you supposed to do that before you buy the car and not after you buy the car? So I I, I tell you what I think I would do if I were you. First of all, I would wait until you get the car back and everything's fixed. Once you get the car back and everything's fixed, I would go back to the seller and I would say to them, here's a, here's a repair order of the work that I had to have done. And you'll notice that the mileage on the car when I bought it and the mileage on the car when it went in, blah, blah, blah. I would like you to scrutinize this bill or look it over, please. And if there's any refunds necessary um, or, or in, any refunds that would be uh, would, would be appreciated, um, and I, I, I look forward to hearing from you. I think you, that would be your best bet, and then there's always time to buy the television lawyer for $150 and have him write a nasty gram to the shop. But those are your only two options. First, you got to get it fixed, and then once you get it fixed, then uh, that'll be it. So that's the best I can do. I I, I understand you're in a in a bad position, but um, uh, m- much of that responsibility falls on the the purchaser of the car, especially a used car, with respect to what you're supposed to do before you sign on the dotted line. And that's kind of the, the problem. Okay, who's next? Say hello to Kevin. Kevin, good morning. Hey, Mark. Uh, I can remember a time that I used to fix my mufflers with a Campbell's soup can. <laughs> we still do. <laughs> we still do. That's right. Two two C-clamps and you're fine. Yeah. Anyways, hey, um, we have a 2016 Mini Cooper. It's a John Cooper edition. Uh, took it in the Mini Cooper. We said that there's a solenoid gone on the uh, shifter assembly. And um, they said they have to change the whole shifter assembly out. And I was wondering if there's a backdoor way in order to fix that. There's no problems with regards to shifting. It stays in park all, all, all the time. There's no slippage whatsoever. So I was wondering if if we have to replace the whole assembly, um, do you recommend someone to take it to for Mini Cooper, or is there some type of shortcut to fix that uh, assembly where the solenoid is burned out? Well, what does the solenoid do that prevents? I, mean, I have no idea. Okay. All right. It recognizes the brake as far as the 
when you park it. It recognizes the brake when you park it. That's what I've been told. Okay. What did she say? What did she say? She's saying it recognizes the brake when you put it in park. Okay, okay, okay. It's it's called a brake interlock. And so it 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 you first of all, before you can shift, you have to push the brake. And it's not going to let you put the car in park when you're doing five miles an hour. So the computer's involved, and it wants to make sure all the parameters are right. But if this is the shift interlock solenoid, it's normally mounted on the shifter assembly. And um, I think I wouldn't waste a bunch of my time wondering about what if. I think what's going to ultimately happen is, is, is that at one time or another, it won't shift out of park or won't shift into park, but in your owner's manual, there's an emergency process to get around that. But um, I, as an old cowboy, I can tell you that many times we can, um, we can, we can fix that. But more importantly, the first part version number might not be available now. Otherwise, you could just take version one and put it on version one shifter assembly. But now you have version one, and all that's available is version two with the solenoid and the shifter assembly, is if you're following me here. And so that yeah. happens a lot. But there's also um, a, an opportunity to fix something um, and not have to buy anything. It is true that this is a, a problem that my shop runs into at least once or twice a month. We process 20 or 30 cars a day. So we do run into this where we have no choice but to upgrade you because the entire assembly is a piece of crap. And so you plug in a new assembly, you remount it, you make all the adjustments, and you tell the computer that I got a new shifter uh, interlock assembly on here. So I just, um, I, I don't know that I'd panic right now, but I would familiarize myself with how to get it out of park or how to get it into park with the safety, um, with the with your owner's manual, so that you're prepared for that situation. And um, that, we've had that, no problems with it, but at the same time, what they're saying is, in order for them to fix it, to replace it with a new assembly, they want twenty one hundred and fifty dollars. That that's that's common. That that it is. That's that's common. Yeah, I mean the number's common. There's all kinds of that going on right now. And and, and, and in in a real case of the word, it's this. We made your car, and the shifter is a big piece of crap. And so we've decided that we're not going to redesign the shifter and make a solenoid for it. We're going to redesign the whole shifter assembly and fix our mistakes, but we want you to pay for it. That's that's once a week occurrence at my shop. So, but like I say, like I said, there's some cowboys out there that um, own shops that um, take this as a personal, <sighs> I'm going to figure this out myself. Oh, I'm just going to build a new bracket for this. Or, oh, no, I'm going to fix this bad connection that they're blaming on the whole shifter assembly. If you want to talk to somebody, talk to Blackwell Auto and talk to Tom about this. But he's going to want to see the car, and he's going to want to see the paperwork, and he's going to charge you for that. So you might try him. 602 508 960